Pop a top again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know you listened to country. Uh, that I think that song, well, that's Alan Jackson. Yeah. That's old. Uh-huh. Uh, he that, actually just played in Dallas this weekend. I, I heard. I saw. Yeah. I heard he's not doing well. Oh, really? Yeah. The people, um, my, my in-laws, some of their best friends from California came in. And they're big country music fans, and they came in for the concert, and it's just like, I guess he's got some, and I, I should probably look this up before I start spreading it's rumors. But popping off. He just doesn't look well, and he's frail and not moving well, and it's yeah. kind of sad because he's such a legend. Well, you just took anyways. that a lot darker than yeah. anyways, what it should have been. Hey, happy, um, uh, happy Thursday. <laughs> I was going to say, that song was forced on me as a kid. I had a buddy that lived out in the country, and his dad was a cowboy, and uh, he was actually a, a police officer slash cowboy, Anyway, so probably he, the coolest guy. Yeah. Also. So he had the, he had the old like yes. handlebar mustache, yes. cowboy yes. hat, super tight jeans that showed off his nutsack, like the whole nine yards. What's wrong <laughs> with that? Huh? And uh, yeah, Alan Jackson was jamming uh, in oh, the car. Yes. I, so I remember as a six, seven year old kid being forced to listen to Alan Jackson. Yeah, that's, uh, you're better because of it. I'm way better because of it. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, what uh, what did you think of that uh, the pink mist? By the way, honestly, that's one of my new favorites. Is it? Yes, like of of across the spectrum. Yeah, like I would drink that. That's new. That's one of the yeah. new newest pink flavors. lemonade. It was pink lemonade, amazing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing the mango mayhem. This is my favorite. Okay, that's what I had last week. Echo, do you you listen to their pod, Jocko's yep. podcast? So yep. Echo Charles, yep. his his yep. podcast mate. This is the one that he created. Yeah, uh, mango mayhem is my favorite, but I also like the orange and I also like uh, tropical. Tropic Thunder is, is my third. Yeah, I got the Tropic Thunder. Those are my one. top I gotta, three. I got to try yeah, it. Mango Mayhem. Uh, what is it? Uh, orange. Afterburn Orange. Yep. And then um, Tropic Thunder. But, of course, we're talking about the uh, Discipline Go drinks, the ready-to-drink uh, energy drink. Again, this is replacing all your – I used to pound another brand's energy drinks. I won't say who. In high school, literally. one of the, It was almost like water. Yeah. And I just look back and I think, how – what – junk was i putting in my body back then and so these these Gross. drinks are more cognitive enhancers they're uh-huh. not it's disrespectful to call them an energy drink is yeah. what i'll say yeah. this is it's very low calorie very low uh caffeine very low calorie it's more just for focus attention uh all that good stuff and of course you can get these at heb in yep. texas you can get them at vitamin shop you can get them at jockofuel.com all those places uh but these are phenomenal yeah no it's uh it's funny because <laughs> We're in real estate, right? And we do industrial stuff. And, and one of our managing partners, uh, principal, I guess is the right term now, um, uh, was in a warehouse that another energy drink brand had been stored in. And uh, a pallet had been like punctured with a forklift and it had spilled and it kind of set. And he was describing the slab that it was sitting on and how it had eaten into the concrete Jeez. foundation. And that's what like I put into my that's gut. That's what you're putting in that's your what I put into my body. gut. Yeah. Yeah. That you don't have to worry about that with the discipline go. Yeah. These are actually good for you. They're actually healthy for you. Yeah. Which is hard to say about ninety nine point nine percent energy drinks. Yeah. So anyway, go get your, get yourself some. Um, today, so Tyler and I we're friends off camera, uh-huh. I would say. Uh, he may not share that opinion, but I, I would say that we're friends off camera. We're acquaintances. And but the nature of our friendship, it's like a lot of friendships at this stage of life. You see each other at work. You may occasionally see each other outside of work, mm-hmm. but a lot of the conversations we have are here yeah. with the microphone that all you people get to listen to. Um, 
And there's good and bad about that, obviously. But last week we, we were having this conversation and it was legit. Like it was a true, I, I asked him something and, and we were starting to get into it. And, and of course, like we do sometimes, like, hey, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's put the brakes on that. Let's mm-hmm. pause it. Let's talk about it because I'm sure there's people out there that could benefit from this conversation. Mm-hmm. So last week I called Tyler up and I'm just going to be honest with you right now. I'm, there's some, it's not a funk, but it's a, it's a struggle in my mind of right now of just where things are mm-hmm. and the, 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 just again, the time of life that I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's the thought of, do you keep going with this thing that you're pursuing or is it time to cut bait mm-hmm. and move on and do something else? And I immediately thought of Tyler whenever I, you know, thought of this, this topic, because as you know, if you've been listening to podcasts in any certain amount of time at all, Tyler went through a four, three, four year journey to make it to the NFL, end up having a six year NFL career. But the journey to get there was longer than a lot of people's and longer than most. And so again, I, I thought of Tyler immediately when I thought of this, because he lived that for three years of his life. He was pursuing this dream, pursuing this goal day after day, no matter the circumstances, no matter how hard it got, no matter, he kept with it and he ultimately saw it through. And so Tyler, I'll ask you what I asked you last week that we were starting down. How did you know in that moment or in that time of your life, how did you know this was still worth, this was still a goal worth pursuing or should I pivot? Cause quit's a harsh word. Yeah. Should I quit slash pivot and go do something else? Does it make more sense to go do something else or does it make more sense to continue down this path, not knowing where this is leading to? And that's the question I have mm-hmm. is how do you know when it's time to quit, when it's time to pivot or when it's time to continue pressing on? And I just want to get your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a complex, it, it, it's a complex answer because I think everybody's different, right? And you have to be, you have to be in tune with with your own situation, your own mindset, your own, your own opportunity, um, and and you truly have to be honest with yourself. And and I think I think that's a skill that's it's getting harder and harder for people, um, just because what's reality, what's really the truth, and um, and so for me and in, in my in my journey and story, I was. I was so invested into the dream of football and when I, and, and playing on Sundays and, and when I got to college and, and then felt like, okay, Hey, I'm close. I, I, I know that I can. And again, there's that being honest with yourself. I don't know if I was honest with myself, but I mean, there was things along the way, like, so this last weekend, Fresno state played USC. Um, and it, not a good game at all, <laughs> but um, but we played USC in 2005, and so this the, the week leading up to this last week, there was a ton of talk of the 2005 Fresno State USC game, and that was the game that Reggie Bush went for 500 all-purpose yards. And it sounds like oh great, he made an example out of Fresno State, but it was a really good game. Took it down to the very end, and and that was one of. That was the first moment where I was like, this dream is attainable. Like, and I know that I can play because I was literally pass rushing against Winston Justice, Sam Baker. I mean, I had a sack on Matt Leinart. I had two tackles for a loss on Reggie Bush, one on Lendell, or, yeah, Lendell White. It was like, okay, I can play with these guys. Like, these are, these are all first-round picks, and I was beating them. So I can, play at the, I can play at the next level. 
So trying to be honest with myself, what I wasn't honest with was who I was and how I was perceived. Like I knew I could play, but I wasn't honest with myself in that, hey, because I can play, they're going to overlook the fact that I was six one and three quarters, didn't have a wingspan, I wasn't fast, I wasn't explosive, I didn't have those tools. Yes, like on the on film and production, great, but I was I was not honest with myself in what the actual reality was, which in hindsight was probably good. Um, so I was invested, right? Four years old, that's all I wanted to do, and so. At that point in my life, I didn't have obligations. I didn't have things that chasing this dream would be a deterrent to. It was hard. I was poor, and it was depressing, and it was it really was it, it was a hard time. But it wasn't it wasn't to the point where okay, hey, I'm taking away from really from myself and those that I love. And really, up to up to a point, it was all me, right? It was all what I want. Um, and I want this dream. Um, and, you know, part of it was my parents because they'd supported me and all that. So that was, that was an aspect. But it was, what did I want? And then Tiffany came into my life, and then it became more than me. So that was a boost of energy, pushing through the failures, pushing through the rejection, pushing through all those things, because now it was bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And again, still dating, yes, it was embarrassing because I was broke and I had to like borrow money from her and it was all those things, but it still wasn't at that point a deterrent enough for me to let go of the dream. Um, and then again, recognizing too, when it, the ultimate turning point for me to give it like one last push, which really would have been my last push, honestly, because I was, I was really close to just saying, hey, look, this isn't worth it. Like, I'm, I'm chasing something selfishly, and then now it's starting to affect, now it's starting to affect, um, you know, my now wife. But when she came to me and she said, hey, I'm going to support you. I'm in your corner. You do what you got to do. I'll keep working, whatever it is that you need to do, but, because I believe in you. So now it was for her, but now I finally felt like, hey, it wasn't just me wanting it. Like, she believes in me too. Yeah. And so for me at that point, um, that, was a, that was an extra, extra charge. And I was, I was still pushing because I was still all in on it. Mm. And I still loved it. And I still wanted to make it happen. Where I see a lot of guys in that specific circumstances is they do it and they chase it just because, well, I'll get those paychecks. Mm -hmm. Or I'm supposed to do that. Or, um, you know, it's the only thing that I'm good at. So I don't know what else to do kind of deal. Um, but I truly, truly, truly loved the game and wanted to continue playing the game. And in my heart, really, that was the, that was the motivation. Yeah. You know, yes, like I wanted to do it for Tiffany. I wanted to do it for my parents. I wanted to do it for myself. But I really just truly loved it. And at this and up to that point. There wasn't such a negative impact of me pursuing that to step away. Yeah. Um, so, so to simplify, boil, boil it down, you basically ask yourself two questions. Number one, do I still love this? Yeah. And number two, is this 
deterring me from anything else that I could be pursuing. Yep. And the ultimate answer for both of those was, yes, I still love it, and no, it's not deterring me enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what helped you continue push yeah. forward. Now, again, that's very simple. That's yeah. very simplified. But, but There's no, obviously days you it. probably yeah. forgot that, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so how did you... How did you shut out the negative noise on those days where you forgot? Cause you, so you knew the answer to those two questions. But that's easy to say that at night when you're going to sleep. It's harder to live it the next day whenever everything, all the negativity starts coming into your head. Yeah. How did you shut out the ne- negativity? Yeah, I, th- I think it was I put too much into this not to show up the next day. Like I, I, I have... S- I don't want to say sacrifice because I think that would be an overstatement. It really wasn't a ton of sacrifice. I mean, I was a college kid that, yeah. like, you know, but I had just put too much in to not get up at 5 a.m. to go train or to take my lunch break and go do speed training and go do, like, it wasn't an option because if I didn't, then all of that was for absolutely nothing. Mm. Um, now, if I did all of that and it, honestly didn't work and it didn't happen I didn't want to look back and then say wow because the second that I wouldn't show up or didn't want to show up was the time that I probably would have I would have hung it up I was just gonna ask is there a did you have it pre-planned in your head if xyz don't happen by this date then I'm done or was it more of just hey if I lose the love for it along the way at some point I'm done I don't think that's no I don't think I processed it at that never never processed I don't think I did I I I did when we, we got married. I, I said, hey, look, if I don't get an opportunity um, by that first, you know, through that first spring um, after getting married, it's time. Now I've got to be a husband. Mm-hmm. And i got to provide. Um, and that was like, hey, start at the bottom and climb up. Yeah. And so that was, that was the path. And it, because up to that point, I was really kind of just banging my head against the wall. And it was like training, going to workouts doing this but it was like I had to get film I had to get active I had to get back out on the field so it was like hey look I'm gonna I'm gonna get humbled and I'm gonna take two steps backwards in my opinion from where I should have been and I'm just gonna start at the bottom and I'm gonna climb up yeah that was an ego roller coaster too I'm sure Bro. during that time Bro. you know ego served you well and knowing this is I'm gonna accomplish this this is gonna happen one day you have to have a, a substantial ego to have that thought but like you said, it wasn't so large that you thought you were above going to play arena ball yeah. or above playing Canadian ball. You were willing to do what it took in that time mm-hmm. to ultimately get to. So yes, ego served you in a way of I'm not giving up on this because I know I can do it. But it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't too strong to where you didn't have to do or where you were not willing to do things that it took to get there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I. I don't. To be honestly, like I, I thought that I could play and I thought I was close enough. But I don't ever think that I ever had in my mindset truly like I'm too good for this or I'm better than these people or I honestly like even when I got to arena I was like dang there's some good players here like am yeah. I good enough to play this like every time I was trying to prove myself um, but I don't yes like I think ego played because I didn't want to be a failure to everybody else right mm-hmm. like the persona that I had built in Fresno was like Oh yeah, he's gritty. He's tough. He's gonna push through. And if I had wasted three years just chasing this dream, then I'd be like that dude. Yeah, you know. And I didn't want to be that dude. Did anybody ever verbalize that you should give it up to you? Uh, 
No, I don't think directly, maybe indirectly. Like, why are you, you know, why are you still chasing this? Like, they'd ask me that. Um, like, your parents never stepped in no. and said, hey, Tyler. No, my parents were awesome. You're 25. Man. Yeah, my parents it's were not awesome. not working, no. Um, yeah, it was never like, hey, you need to move on with your life. You know, you're just chasing this dream that's never going to happen. It was never that. I'm sure there was a lot of talk behind the scenes that I didn't hear. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anybody ever, and I take that back. I think I, one of my bosses, when I was at the insurance company, you know, was like, Hey, you need, you need doing their job. They need to get me focused and right. be all in on it because it, it I benefits was them. foot yeah. out the door. Yeah. It benefits them if you're all like, in it's there. time that you need to lock in here and be full time because you can make a good living here. And it's like, I'm miserable every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. But anyways, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I again, there's two things is is one, you have to love it. Decide if you love it or not. Because if you don't, then why are you wasting your time? You're just forcing something that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then two is what, it, what are your motivational factors? And by you pursuing this, is this ultimately going to benefit them? Yeah. How difficult was it to ignore the acute bad results? Meaning you have a bad game. How hard was it to ignore that and say, no, the overall goal is still the same of make. So say you played arena ball. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you had a bad game or two in mm -hmm. arena ball. Yeah. How, how difficult was it to look at that bad game and think, ah, oh, it's just not meant to be. Uh, I don't think I looked that far. I was, cause I'm super critical of myself. Like I, of the game film I watched, like my college and professional career, 70% of it was watching myself. And then 30% was watching other people because um i was so critical so i i would never take like this bad moment and like attach it to the overall dream it was like you suck get better like it was just that like tomorrow don't do this crap again like you, you like you have to stop sucking yeah. and it was never like oh man i'm not good enough to play here i had thoughts like that like especially in canada after getting cut it's like dang i can't even make it there how am i gonna make it on sundays but like in the like had a bad game it's like freaking kidding me like you're better than this like mm -hmm. don't do that crap yeah like so it was more just like in the moment and focusing on because look if i stacked enough days on top of each other like yes like there would be progress then I would climb to the next level and then I'd stack enough days and then I'd climb to the next level. Like it was yeah. there and it was in front and there was a, at least I had a path right. that I had, I had created right after Tiff and I got married before I went into the arena league. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in that mentality of I'm not going to let a bad result influence my overall. It's, it's again, it's like we talked about yesterday. It's delayed gratification. It's mm -hmm. logical versus illogical thinking. Logic says one bad game doesn't ruin an entire season or dream. Yep. They suck. They're not fun, but what mm -hmm. am I learn from this? Yeah. And ultimately continue pressing on. Mm -hmm. I think I struggle with bad results sometimes, you know, whatever pursuit it is, whether it's podcast, whether it's uh, business. I, I can, I have a tendency to let a bad moment bleed over into being more than just a moment. Yeah. So let me, let me there's this, the, there's the control aspect of it too, I think, is what can you control? I think there's people that have probably missed out on high levels of success and, and however you define that, define it, but um, high levels of success because 
you are listening and being influenced by things that you really can't control. Yeah. So all if like for me, like for example, when I went to Orlando, Florida for a workout, two, 2000 dudes showed up to this and I wasted, you know, a thousand bucks that I didn't have going to this workout and I was discouraged, but I realized like, okay, look, it happened. Like there's nothing that I could have done to control like getting more FaceTime with coaches or getting more exposure to coaches. So like, all right, move on. Like that sucked going out there, but like it is what it is. Like other people's opinions or lack of like, in, like you're talking in the podcast, right? Specifically, it's like, like there's times it's like, man, like we've been grinding, we've been grinding, we've been grinding. And you specifically have been grinding and grinding. But like we, the only thing that we can control growing this podcast and doing this is like showing up every day Mm -hmm. and putting everything that we can into these conversations and topics and the content that we share. Like, that's it. Like I can't control Steve Smith liking the podcast and sharing it or not. Like all we can do is put it out there and, you know, ask and, and, and ask for people to help. But ultimately it's like, we can't ask for help if we're not putting out good content that we right. really believe in. So that's the only thing that we can control. And look, if it, if it doesn't turn into what we hope that it does, it doesn't, but we controlled what we can control and it is what it is. Like that's that. I just feel like people have quit because they listen to the outside noise and mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with this, the path of their journey. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Goal pursuit is interesting. Because you know, you know why it's important to you. You know what you're after, but it is easy to get caught up in the negative outside noise. And I think when you look back on your that time that you were going through, I don't know. It's just you know what's right. You know what yeah. you're after, but it's just so hard to. Yeah, and, and I think honestly, like I could have quit a couple times. There's a few times where I totally could have and and I would say um I was really lucky that I didn't mm-hmm. and and it wasn't an intentional like no I know that it's coming I gotta persevere 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 it was just like I didn't quit before it happened yeah like because I had you gave people, yourself long enough to yeah and I had people that supported me long enough too so I was super lucky so to say that like, hey, you need to you need to learn this lesson from me. Don't quit. Don't do this. Like, there's a lot that was out of my control that yeah. people supported me and helped me. And it allowed me to do it long enough to where something actually happened. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you do something long enough, you are going to be the best at it. Yeah. You are going to be a leader. If you do something consistently, wholeheartedly for long enough you will be elite at it at some point. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of, okay, how, how long am I willing to wait for that? Do I want it bad enough? And, and two is how much, how much in me pursuing that is going to be a, is going to be uh, an inhibitor to my overall life and my circle. Yeah. People that I care about their life. Did you ever have a moment or moments where you thought hard work's not going to be enough? I was pretty naive, I think. 
I was, I was really naive. I thought hard work would, would take yeah. care of it. Um, cause yeah. I'm totally with you. I yeah. think if, if you, there's power in showing up and stacking good days upon good days and the, just the law of averages, the more you continue showing up and stacking good days, yeah. it's just a matter of, it becomes a number numbers yeah. game. That's, that's what sales is. They say yep. the more times you pick up the phone and dial the numbers say, the more likely you are to hit on whatever it is that you're trying to hit. And I hear that, but at the same time, the doubt comes in for me of, well, maybe hard work isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe just showing up isn't enough. And not that that's maybe showing up isn't enough. There has to be another level yeah. to, there has to be a talent. There has to be an ability. There has to be a uniqueness that comes along with showing up. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is not enough just to show up yeah. and just to work hard. Those are two great things to, to, to set up. Those will get you a long way there. But at some point, it also has to be skill acquisition and, and, and being better than the competition. And that's ultimately what you realized was yeah. you weren't just showing up. Yeah. You were improving as well. Yeah. You were showing up, you were training hard, and you were getting better. Yeah. And that's a, that's a piece I think sometimes we forget about, at least I forget about, is mm-hmm. yes, showing up is important, but you also have to improve. You do, and, and, and you're exactly right, but I do think hard work is not the only reason because there's people that were way better than me, than other players that honestly didn't and worked their tails off that just didn't get the opportunity. So there's, and it's super cliche, and I hate saying it, but like the luck aspect of it, it's not luck, but to your point, the hard work is when the opportunity does arise, you are ready. And that's, and that's where I feel like I was, I was very fortunate. It was like there was things that were completely out of my control, completely out of my control, but I was ready when that opportunity came. Like, for example, the fullback thing. I had an opportunity because of, like, all these people that talked that wanted to see me as a fullback, but because I'd been catching routes for a year and a half with my trainer – I was ready when they worked me out as a fullback. It had nothing to do, that opportunity had nothing to do with me, but it had to do with when I did get the opportunity, I was able to take advantage of it. And so, I mean, think about it in sales, right? How many many times do massive, like like life-changing sales come because you happen to be in a spot and bump into somebody at the right time when they needed the service that you need that you had had nothing to do with you going and pursuing it I'm, and and that's a majority of it but the some of the big life-changing sales are because you were in the right place at the right time met this per- person who then knew this and then met that person and then they heard that this and then it all connected didn't have had very little to do with you except for the fact that your interaction with that person that you met Mm-hmm. you were ready in that opportunity, which led you to this, 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 and this, but it really did hard work was what, not what got you to that end goal of landing that big deal because four people had to connect you to that. Right. Again. And, and that's kind of the story of my life. I think is, is very little is in my control. And, you know, think look divine, think, you know, self, you know, self-made think whatever you want to think like, but for me, 100%, it's like, look, I, I love a God that is sovereign and he knows what's going to happen. And like, there's, there's reasons that 
certain people come into my life at certain times and opportunities come at certain times. And like, I've just, I have to be, I have to be faithful and being prepared when those opportunities are in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 10,000 hours. And that's the thing. We, we see these quote unquote overnight successes, but we didn't see yeah. the 10,000 hours before that overnight success. But to your point, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't have a whole lot of control in that moment that gave them the break. Yeah. But it's all the work they put in to get to that moment. Yeah, I think of someone, and, and I'm a big fan of Zach Bryan. He's a country singer. Um, guy like kind of a, he's a red dirt. He's from Oklahoma. Um, but this idea of going viral, like going viral has very little to do with the hard work that you've put in, right? Like you may have put in all the hard work, but that one video that hit for whatever reason that it hit doesn't have to do with necessarily all of the hard work that you put in to make it. Like it just hit. And, and that's proved because absolute morons or go viral. I mean, what's catch me outside. Yeah. That girl, right? What's she doing? That, no, she's got a music contract. Oh, does she? Oh yeah. She's like, okay. she made, that's what I'm saying. Like you go viral that doesn't have anything to do with the hard work, dedication, discipline, all of those tools that we talk about on this show. There's very little to do with that. And then you go big. That's proof that it's not 100% deterrent on the hard work that you put in. Mm-hmm. But, but now what are you doing with it? And I think as Zach Bryan, I brought him up, is like one of his songs posted on social media. He was active Navy or he's active military. I think he's Navy. And he posted a song online. It hit, went viral. But since then, he's put out like four albums that are absolute gold. Now he's one of the, one of the like biggest up-and-coming country yeah. music stars because he was ready when the opportunity came. Yeah, to me that speaks to his his viral moment was out of his control, but because he was prepared, because he put all this time in, he never quit, never pivoted, Yeah, he's able to fall back on. He has that base, that yeah. foundation, to be able to now produce four more amazing yeah. albums yeah. because of all the years that he didn't quit and didn't give right. up and didn't, didn't pivot. Yep. So, yes, maybe the one moment was out of his control, but now that he's got the spotlight on him, it's all those years yeah. that he's now able to show. Yeah. Because he's put a – I was going to go the opposite, thinking about the people that do go viral because of one random thing, and then you never hear from them again because there's no base. There's no foundation built up. Yeah. They just got lucky. Yeah. They won the lottery for a second. Yeah. But there's no foundation in that mm-hmm. to continue on to build off that. That's right. That viral moment. And so, yeah, I, that's just – that's just what's going on in my head is, is when do you know it's time to give this up? It's time to go move on. It's time to do something else or no, this, this goal is, it's going to happen for me. I don't know when, I don't know how, yeah. I don't know why I can't see it today, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that that was interesting insight. So what would you say as we close this out? What would you say to the person who's, they're on a path today? Maybe they started a business. Maybe they left corporate America, took a massive risk to start this business but they're so deep into the grind of it right now that they just, they hope it works out. They, they foresee it one day working out, but they just can't see it today. Yeah. How do you encourage that person? Yeah. I say, I say this, like one, do you believe in what you're doing? Like, honestly, if you were to take a step back is, is what I'm doing. Do I believe in this mission? Whatever it is. Like, I'm not, I'm not naive to think that like there's days that like, gosh, this is miserable. Like I hate the accounting side of it or I hate the HR side of it. I hate like whatever it is like, but do you believe in the mission that you're doing? Does it bring you joy? 
Um, or are you just chasing something because you're supposed to, or you're chasing the outcome that that journey brings? I think that that's one thing that you've got to decide because if you're just chasing the outcome, it, it becomes unauthentic. Mm -hmm. And people right now are starving for authenticity. And if you can, it, whether it's a business, a podcast, uh, acting career, athletics, arts, whatever it is, like, I mean, you're a painter. If someone's painting just to put something up so they can sell it, how much is that reflected in the painting itself? For me, it it's everything. Yeah, it's everything. Right? Yeah. And, I, and I would argue that, like, you can literally, because your heart is in it, you can literally do one stroke of a red brush, put it on a canvas, and sell it for $4 million. But because your heart's in it, and it means something, it represents something, and you care about it, if you're just pushing a product or creating a business or doing something just to do it because I want what comes on the other side, for me, if I just wanted the paycheck of being in the NFL or I just wanted the notoriety, there's no way I would have sustained it. So ask yourself, what do you really truly believe in? Do you truly love what you're doing? Because if you don't, that to me, that's a sign where you're like, okay, let's start thinking about some other paths. Let's start thinking about pivoting because if this is – if this is making me miserable and I don't even love it, you're gonna you're not gonna love it when you get the results. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So Yeah, no, that's good. I, I think feelings are deceitful. Yeah. Feelings can can lie to you. Feelings can try to take you off the path that you're on. So my encouragement, I used to struggle with quitting. I would I would something would happen, I would get super emotional and make that decision right then. I wouldn't yeah. give it any time. Yeah. I would just I'm done. And I've worked over the years to break out of that mentality and to stick with things so yeah. for me exactly what you're saying is this a trend or is this a feeling yeah. if it's a feeling i'm gonna i'm gonna sleep on it i'm gonna give it a, a a few days or a few weeks do i still feel this way in three weeks if i still feel this way in three weeks it's probably a trend now it's probably telling me something yeah but if it's a fleeting moment it's a doubt that comes in you know momentarily to me, that's not something I listen to anymore. Yeah. I listen to it. I hear it. I struggle with it. Yeah. But I don't let it deter. I don't let it change my actions. You got to separate it. Right. I don't let it. I, I de, as Jocko says, I detach from it. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes it's a literal detachment of I'm going to go right down. Why did I start this in the first place? What are the pros of continuing on this path? What are the cons of continuing on this path? Literally just writing it down removes me from that emotion of it. Yeah. But I try not to listen to those feelings when they come in, because they do come in, no matter who you are, Tom Brady, whoever, those feelings of doubt are going to come in. And so I just encourage you to not listen to the short term. Yeah. Try to think long term. Pay attention to trends versus moments. Yeah. I think when, when you are listening to the noise and it, and it now becomes a judgment on yourself as a person and not necessarily like the actual production performance of it, like you can listen like, hey, this isn't working, so now I need to change, change my strategy. But when it's like, man, we're not getting listeners. Maybe I'm not good enough. Like that, you gotta, you've got to detach from that. You can't, you can't allow that because now what you're telling yourself is you're not good enough. You don't deserve it. And that's when you're going to quit prematurely. Yep. So anyways. That's good. Uh, November 13th, reminder, we'll be up at Choctaw Casino Resort. The league, the sports bar up there. Come up, hang out with us, have a great time. Hopefully the Cowboys are still good at that point or are, are still in it. Maybe is a better way to put it at that yep. point. 
Um, come hang out with us up at Chalk Talk Casino Resort November 13th. We'd love to see you guys. We'd love to hang out with you guys. Any closing thoughts? Tyler. Man, love y'all. He keeps looking at the clock, so I know he's got somewhere to be, so we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. We appreciate you guys. Love you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.